0: Hello friends, how's it going? My name is Matt Barr and you are listening to the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. It's the show where I try and uncover the most interesting stories in action sports and other related endeavours. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Got a bit of a cold, you can probably tell, although that uh, wasn't the case when I recorded this episode, but I hope you can bear with me while I do this intro. Anyway, if you've, if it's your first time listening, welcome. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you head to my website www.wearelookingsideways.com you can find the full archive including all episodes of the Type 2 podcasts I make with my friends at Patagonia as well as the full archive of Looking Sideways. You can find full show notes for each episode and you can sign up for my Substack 2 which is a newsletter and home for all the articles that I write and which has been uh, garnering quite a community recently. A listener recently described the Substack as something calmer and a place for the diehards to congregate and discuss each episode as they come out. You can sign up at my site by navigating to the tab marked Substack. Clever, eh? All right, Kepa. Well, this one's been a very, very long time coming. I think I first messaged Keppa in 2018 and uh, we corresponded on and off since then. We've got a lot of mutual friends in common. And obviously, I'm a huge admirer of him and his take on surfing. So, I've, you know, I've been long keen to get him on here. And he messaged me in 2021 saying he was up for it. And we actually recorded an entire episode over the internet um, during the last... It was during one of the lockdowns. I'll lose count now. He was definitely holed up in northern Spain and not that stoked. Um, and as happened to me a couple of times during lockdown... That episode was lost during some kind of internet, signal, software, platform, snafu. Um, and I was gutted because uh, it was a really good conversation. But then I looked on the bright side because I thought, well, you know, we're just going to have to do it in person, aren't we? Uh, and so it came to pass that we would both be in Hossegor in June 2022 for the recent DB week. And we arranged to do it then. And it was great. Um, now, before we get to the... Uh, the surfing part of Kappa's life. Let me just say, Kappa's just a lovely, warm individual who seems to bring out the absolute best in the people around him. Sometimes you meet people who seem entirely comfortable in their own skin, who live life at their own pace, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I c- you can always spot them these people that just have this lovely self-possession in the in the nicest sense of the word. Often gets misunderstood that phrase as an insult, but. In that usage i just mean somebody who's very comfortable in their own skin like i say Um, and because we chatted so much over the months i did kind of feel like i knew kappa already so it was brilliant to finally get to hang out and eventually have this um, really lovely conversation that we did have i mean of course kappa is one of surfing's great modern travelers and he's also one of surfing's modern greats if you ask me somebody who's got a unique take on the complete experience of surfing and has adapted his life and eventually his professional career to accommodate that vision um keppers is a surfing life in two halves and it's a beautiful compelling tale that i think you're going to enjoy i'll be back at the end for more of the usual but in the meantime here's me and kepper reborn enjoy <laughs> go so you think it's the hottest weather you can remember like in this part of europe
1: i I think so i never i never saw nothing like this before yeah
0: (laughs) it's quite worrying
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it's fine (laughs) yeah i want to think but that night was crazy yeah not even not even in in vietnam you know (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i mean at least we didn't have the humidity but it was yeah it was not like we were saying haven't really slept you know for for like the whole time we've been here. So last night when the weather changed, it was like, ah, oh, thank God. Yeah, too good. <laughs> yeah. So how have you been, man? It's good to finally meet you.
1: Yeah. No. Everything is good. Yeah. Everything is good. Yeah. I mean, I, it's been it's been weird times. But <laughs> is this the longest you've not travelled? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and what was the last trip that you did before COVID? Before COVID, I went to Angola with with my good friend Nacho. González en Charamburu. Yeah, and and we went to to the desert in search of what we thought it could be one of the best waves in the world. <laughs> and how was it? <laughs> you have to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the the I mean we got, we had some great waves. Yeah. But never what what we were like pretty sure we were going to find. Okay. Yeah.
0: And this is the method that we've talked about before. Like basically studying the coast, like getting on Google Maps yeah. and and just kind of like, because it's 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 interesting when we were talking the other night. Um, I spoke to Craig Peterson and Kevin Norton. Mm. You know those guys yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. The yeah. original travelers. They were saying that because I said to Kevin, I was like what was did you literally just get a map out you know and he's like yeah we just literally got, got would get the maps and we would like study and obviously you're doing quite a similar thing really oh. but you have the technology to make it yeah. a little bit more straightforward yeah, yeah. um and then you're going to go back to africa
1: in in what two weeks yeah we go into um liberia and then try to jump to some other countries somehow and and yeah mostly what as you said the technology you know it's what changed it a little bit, our vision too, because no, n- today we can check also the deep the deepness of the water. No? Yeah, so we can get closer to to what we think it could be a, a world class wave. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do you like? Is it is it also stories that you hear, like ideas that you hear from other people when you choose a location? Depending, yeah, and like we know this this area we go. We know there's waves, and obviously there's been people before. Yeah. And some other waves, we have no information of of anything. And then, who knows? Probably someone has come before or not. We we don't know, but that's not
0: not very important for us. eh? Yeah. 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 And are you going to be filming on this trip? Yeah, we're
1: going to be documenting. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you often try and, like, have a combination of travel, surf, culture like and local
1: communities, right? This is important to you when you're choosing these destinations. Yeah, like for us and for me personally, when, I, when I've when i been traveling by myself, you go to places that you're looking and what pushes you is, is the wave, no? And yeah. And to surf uh, like a really good wave. But uh, also when you are alone, you have to find people on the way. Yeah. Which is the thing I find really
0: interesting about about your approach to travel because of y- you travel alone a lot, right? And yeah. and you you're obviously putting yourself like the the success of that trip, hmm. like it kind of needs you to make new relationships, right? And to find communities that can that you can s- that you can meet and stay with, right?
1: Yeah, it's also you you need protection, so so you need people. Yeah, but also the people. O- on these places, when you are by yourself, you you are not dangerous, you know. Like yeah. If, uh, when we go three, four people, it doesn't mean that you are dangerous, but you are already a gang. Yeah. You have some like protections and power, so people is like, okay, what's the p- these people doing? But as soon as you camp by yourself in a, in a beach and you are uh, and you are alone, yeah, the people also says, oh, what's this guy doing here? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: so you notice a difference how people treat you based upon that like if you're if you're alone it's a different uh, um, welcome that you receive
1: definitely uh, there's like a human like 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 a human aspect that when you see someone alone and probably needs help yeah a lot of people say okay i'm gonna you know i'm I'm gonna ask this guy what's doing what he's doing here you know what if he needs something and you also like you need help so you are like thank you so it starts like a, like a very a clo- close and, and deep relationship, and, and that, that's what what I love of travelling by myself
0: yeah that seems mm. to be because obviously the surfing is one aspect isn't yeah. it but the thing that's always so interesting about the films that you make and the experiences that you document is is these relationships these moments with these people that you meet
1: it seems like it's a bit addictive almost yeah it's I I miss it a lot, you know, with this COVID thing. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I I was watching some of of the of the old videos too during this time, and yeah, I miss I miss a lot of things of of traveling by myself. No, I was watching the other day this video in Angola that I was I was camping by myself, and then and then this this little village where they never saw a surfboard before. No, So right. they, they ask, "What's going on?" know, like. What's this thing? What's this thing? It's yeah. a kayak. You're gonna fish with that? Oh no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Because they, a lot of these
0: communities, obviously, either make their living by the sea or have a very different relationship with the sea, right? Them than, than than you you do as a surfer. So is that something that you have to, almost explain, like l- yeah. like how your relationship is to the to the people that you meet?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like in many people, many places in Africa, uh, the sea is something bad that takes people's, you know, for fishermen's life. Yeah. And then the concept of seeing one guy camping and going out there by himself and suddenly there's one person walking in the, in the sea, you know. Yeah. And he's having fun. Yeah, yeah. So people like people minds sh- like switches a little bit, no. So these people were like, what's this, a kayak? And they <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And when was this trip then? That was 2013. Okay. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. And, ha- and how did that one go? That was great. That was that was probably the best trip I ever had. Um, there was many, many waves, like many waves. Yeah. And what, was, and what was the experience with this community that you met? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, those uh, the old people in the village they didn't they didn't want to go out and surf, but the young the kids they were very curious, so they then they they saw me surfing and they were like. F- this is amazing you know (laughs) and then at night time i talk to them to surf next next day and and they they are very uh, they have like they are super fit yeah so as soon as they stand up in the world they were like frothing they wanted one more and one more right
2: yeah
0: yeah um so do you and do you because one of the things we've talked about before is this being responsible for, for that significant moment that you're introducing to these communities when you're, you know, you're, you're, you're showing, you're bringing surfing into this, this Western, well, not, not originally Western, but this, this cultural thing that's new to them. Like it's, it's, it's a responsibility that you feel right. Um, so how do you, do you take boards to, to leave? Like how, what, you know, do you, do you you obviously must plan for that? Like for how to kind of the way that you introduce surf culture and, and the responsibility that you have, like, how do you approach that?
1: You know, it's always, it's always very sensitive. I've been thinking of this a lot, eh? And, and like, I mean, for me, you you get a lot from those places, no? And in, in a Western um, mentality also, we think, I, I, I believe that we think that we go to these places and as we pay, we, we're gonna pay the experience and we live. Yeah. But also think that they have the resources, which is the waves and, and they they live right in front of the waves and they have they can have fun, no, with the waves. So that's my idea of of bringing boards to some of these places, no? Yeah. To take something or, or from their their experience but also leave something. But in the in the future, who knows? You know, the 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 impact you are doing, no? I was watching the other day um The Morning of the Earth. Yeah, I watched it recently as well actually. <laughs> yeah. And and when they made that that video, they probably would never expect the impact that that uh, those uh, films were doing, no. Yeah. But how can you know? You know, like and and you, you probably thinking you're doing the right thing, and then and then you lose control of 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 the impact you're doing in the in that place, no. So so it's very sensitive, no. Yeah, I mean, especially if you look at that film
0: and you think about. Um, what Bali is like now
1: that's it yeah that's what i mean
0: yeah and because i mean the last time i went to Bali, i was really struck by how much money is there but how much of it is leaving the country Hmm. because of surf culture because Hmm. obviously there's a lot of companies there and there's a lot of there's a lot there is some money going into that community like there is some benefit going into that community from from the impact of surf culture and surf travel but probably not enough you know like when you when you think about that and obviously that has huge significance doesn't it for these areas but you're quite careful aren't you about keeping it you know the way that you tell the stories and and making sure that you're not making it too obvious for people maybe
1: that's it yeah but by other side when when you when you go to a place like that and you and you're so surfing and but you also like you also um there's other people that can see a, a, a good potential, but also a bad potential on the yeah. bad way, no? So that's that's something very... That's what I mean. It's very sensitive, no, for me.
0: And the other thing that we talked about previously was... Um, quite often you'll do trips just on a bit of an idea, right? Like the Black Sea trip that we talked about. <laughs> this <laughs> was... So you just heard about a potential... Did you meet somebody? Was that right, or somebody contacted you and said, "Oh yeah, we've we've, we've actually got waves here," <laughs> you know? And for you, that's enough to to sort of make the trip.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm very curious of the energy in every in every place, every sea and every ocean. So, in, the, in this time, there was one guy from um Turkey, but in the Black Sea, very close to Georgia. And and he he made a trip to Sri Lanka, and he stayed there for uh, for ten years. Yeah. He discovered surf. And then with the COVID thing he he had to go back uh, to turkey to his place in the black sea and then suddenly he understood that there were waves actually in his place
0: so he looked at it with a new perspective
1: yeah that's it he's he thought this is surfable yeah and he sent me a a message i don't know why he did it to me it could be anyone else yeah (laughs) and he said this there's waves here and, and i want to I want to join with you the waves maybe we can, like you can tell me a little bit of the experience of how good or how bad are the waves yeah and i said okay i'm going i took a flight and and, and next week i was in in turkey with this guy and and we scored really good waves actually in the what black was sea.
0: it how was it then was it because i you imagine it may be
1: kind of like the mediterranean i would say the black sea uh, it's 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 sort it's a smaller sea than the Mediterranean, yeah. but it doesn't have that that many islands like yeah. Italy, which is a peninsula that breaks the the fetch, no? Yeah. So the fetch is pretty big and the sea is very um, deep. So I would say there's more waves than in the Mediterranean. Yeah. And, right. And, and you scored it. Yeah, it was it was a lot of rivers and yeah. there were like cobblestones, and and yeah, there was like beautiful waves like really really beautiful yeah so how long did you stay uh pff, i can't remember eh? yeah around 10 to 15 days yeah and i scored waves like maybe seven days or
0: so, and this yeah. is just for the curiosity just to just to check it out no real agenda just to see just to just to see the scene to meet the people
1: yeah it's it's i don't know There's something about, about traveling solo and uh, that you arrive to the airport and you have to find the, the way to get to those places. No, but everything is completely exotic and different. No? Yeah. Every, even the reaction of the people when you when they when they see you. So I think that's something addictive. I every time I, I imagine of that situation of arriving in an airport that 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 everything is new for you, but for them too. Yeah. It's a magic feeling, and I and I want to have it again right yeah.
0: now <laughs> so COVID must have been really difficult for you like just in terms of not being able to to, to, to have to live a very different lifestyle so how did you w- did you were just basically surfing locally to you yeah. in Spain northern Spain
1: for me uh, like at the beginning I would say I was like saying okay no I control the situation but th- to be like truly honest I had such a bad time with the, yeah with the, at that time obviously the, the um, Health situation is the most important. Yeah. But personally, uh, I I I missed a lot and and I spent a lot of a lot of nights in the Google Earth and <laughs> and also I, I was watching the swells and I was thinking right now in this moment there's in this place there's these empty waves you know yeah. barreling and, and and yeah it was hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how did you? So you were just basically planning and and wait, waiting for the time to, to change. But how did you how did you cope with that mentally? Like did you? I mean, you surfed a lot locally for sure, but yeah. um, it sounds like it was quite hard, quite challenging.
1: Yeah, I think I I th- I think I was by one side surfing, which is always always great, you know. Yeah. But by the other side, planning and looking and studying a lot of places in the maps with my friend Nacho, that he's even crazier than me with with uh, the with google earth like i i think i i made the google earth coastline 100 times yeah all around the world every little coastline yeah but probably not did like 1000 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah see so you guys together yeah a
0: good, good team <laughs> yeah yeah um so we were talking on friday night god i can't remember what day it is um and you was telling me about the first solo trip that you mm. did to Africa and why that was so significant to you um and we talked about your career in two parts really hmm. like the the more traditional path hmm. for for a European surfer because you did like the CT right and uh, early on the QS the yeah. QS yeah, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. I always uh, yeah forget I, I never watch it so I was <laughs> going get, get it wrong um and was that the path from a young age that initial c- competitive way like is was that the future that you saw for yourself as a surfer when you were younger like cuz I'm for spanish kids mm. that's a route right yeah. if, if you want to have a like so f- so initially was this was this the story for you yeah. like competition yeah. and and to try and make a career that way
1: yeah yeah for me like i i come from a family that they both my brothers was really good and Neko was european champion two times yeah and they older than me so for me watching them grow and, and and traveling uh, around the world as pro surfers was a dream, you know, as a small kid. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wasn't as good as them, I think, surfing, <laughs> but I was good enough to to get paid for, for competing. And it, I, I just drift with that, you know, situation because at that moment, the industry had a lot of money. Yeah. was growing. Yeah. And they
0: told me, okay, you compete and go. This is what wh- when are we talking like the the Me- kind of nineties
1: ninety six ninety seven yeah
0: yeah, yeah, and so how many years did you did you do
1: that path uh, that was maybe ten years easy yeah, yeah, um, how was it did you enjoy it i enjoyed uh enjoyed a little bit, but uh, at the end, I was suffering uh, because but once I died, I didn't have the the um, the fire to compete, oh that's something natural in my brother's so or I it's my friend. But for me, uh, I didn't have the fire. Did you, that's really
0: interesting. Did you, did you have to learn that about yourself then through going through this process? Yeah. Because it's a real thing that, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. obviously some people are just more natural competitors and yeah. if you're gonna succeed in that world, yeah, you have to be so competitive and you have to like really relish that, that side of surfing, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Um, so this was almost like a process for you to realize that that wasn't the way that you wanted to experience surfing.
1: Definitely. I mean for me I I I was getting paid so I was drifting on on that way, no? Yeah. But uh but with the years I I started to realize that that was not what I wanted to do. So I I ended up suffering a lot. And then I had like a personal crisi- crisis you know, on on that time. And then, and then the Google Earth came. <laughs> <laughs> changed I, your life. Yeah, it changed it changed my life. The Google Earth, and also I had I had an idea of what I wanted to do. No, I really wanted to travel the world, and and but then then the Google Earth came, and this video of Corey, you Remember that one in Skeleton Bay with Corey yeah. Lopez. Yeah, it changed
0: things for a lot of people, I think. Didn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: I think for for modern explorers like me, that video yeah. was like, wow, there's places like this, and I can find them. No. Yeah. So that that gives you like a push to do it, no? Yeah. Yeah. And the crisis
0: that you described, was this um because you were wondering like how you could continue to be a surfer? Like as as like full time? Was that were you thinking like, well I need to change the situation and you were looking for a way to do it. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I I I feel I felt I ha- had a personal relationship too with, with a girl that uh, me to this situation yeah also the the world crisis came at this at the same time so it was like a personal uh, crisis and and also a world world crisis no? oh
0: like the global financial yeah. crisis yeah, so yeah everything
1: yeah. came together so uh, when the, when when the world earth came also um the social media started to yeah
0: you know,
1: it, it was the beginning
0: so this is kind of like 2007-8 isn't it i think really yeah. when um Yeah, because you kind of forget about that Hmm. financial crisis. Yeah. Because it it really impacted the industry, didn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone cut budgets and competition. Like, you know, suddenly it just became harder, didn't it? Yeah. And because I remember at the time thinking, Hmm. wow, I might have to get a job. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing. I I totally remember thinking that because I (laughs) I run run my own business um, with a friend of mine. And, you know, like you, I've always just tried to find a way to do the things Mm -hmm. that I enjoy and use work as an excuse to do that really. Um, And (laughs) I remember really clearly we were like, fuck we we might have to get a job here. Like what are we going to do? You know? And it was, I mean, it sounds so fucking privileged, doesn't it? But like, um, (laughs) yeah, it was, it it definitely impacted things. (laughs) Um, And I I think to, to, to sort of make that decision to do that first trip as you did, because, well, tell the story because we, we, we've talked about this before, but you kind of gambled a bit, right? Yeah. Took a risk.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, for me, I remember I I I wanted to do this. I I, I wanted to do a world around tour. I checked f- five places around the world that I thought they could be like really good waves. Yeah. And then I presented this project to my sponsors, and then they told me, "How are you gonna film this? Because you're going by yourself." And at that time, the ca- the the telephones didn't have a camera. It was not the selfie uh, concept, it was not existing, no? Yeah. And I I would say to my sponsors, I don't know how I'm going to film this thing, but I'm going to, I'm sure I want to do this. Yeah. And then I went, and then I, I, they said, okay, there's no money for you. So I asked my dad and my mom to leave me some money. (laughs) Yeah. I ended up uh, doing this because I really wanted and. And then, with this GoPro that I bought in the States, and I started filming myself you know, in in Namibia, in the desert. Then I started doing these little movies in, in the desert by myself. And I I was editing those videos in the desert, sleeping in the car. And there was a little bit of internet, so I uploaded one night um, one of these videos. And next morning, in Facebook, there were thousands and thousands of people that they were Sharing uh, this little bit in the desert. And I was still de- sleeping in the car. <laughs> I was like, this. Is, I was looking around. And it was. I was in the desert. I was Like, F- this is amazing, you no? Know? So then I realized that I thought maybe. I, I mean, this is a personal experience that I want. I want to live. Yeah. But maybe there's a way, with this technology, to make a living of this, you no? Know? And then I did all that trip by myself, and, and next next year. I presented another project, and then I, 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 for the first time, I, I had help for for this project uh, in Alaska and Patagonia. That's what I wanted to do, and and now it's uh, twelve, thirteen years since then. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and also it almost restarted the 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 trend again. You know, we just talked about those original mm. explorers, um, surf explorers, and in the sixties and seventies, obviously that was like a really it was almost like a more important part of surf culture than competition, right? Yeah. Well, it was. I mean, it clearly was. And, you know, those those people, you could do that. You could travel. You could you could mm-hmm. tell the story of surfing in that way. But then, obviously, through the 70s, 80s, 90s, that kind of became more difficult. Obviously, okay. there was some people... Well, it almost became the classic post-competition yeah. career, didn't it? You mm-hmm. know, if you're lucky enough to, to have a big profile, you can do <laughs> that. But, obviously... kind of feels like you were a pioneer of of that approach again to bring that back because obviously now that's what there's a lot of people doing it now right do do you feel that that was do you look at it in that way when you look back now at the way this kind of started again yeah
1: i mean i think i think what probably was also different that i wasn't uh, like a, a super great surfer you know so also, the people who was watching it, they could see, and and it was very simple the way I was traveling, you know, with the backpacking and, and the surfboard. Yeah. So probably the people watching, they were thinking this could be me, you know. Yeah. So and, and there's not a big budget or something. No?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the joy of it, isn't it? For most people, like a trip like we're having this week, <laughs> new pl- well, you know, new place, new people, new experiences, <laughs> like the camaraderie that comes from that. That that kind of is surfing for most people, isn't it? Yeah. You know that's that's kind why of why why everyone does it. Yeah. You know, to have these obviously the, being in the water is mm. amazing and an important part of it. But it's everything that comes with it, right? Yeah. 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 So so it's something that, yeah, people can look at and yeah. and relate to essentially. Yeah. So the next two trips because so, Alaska next. How
1: was that? Alaska was great. I mean, very difficult. I made a lot of mistakes on these trips. I I I've been. Uh, very a little bit uh, wild I just got my backpack and my support (laughs) and then I I arrived to the city and I realized there's no roads to go to the places I want to go really (laughs) yeah right and then and then I was I was camping in 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 Kodiak Island which is very wild there's one uh, one person one person for every three uh, bears (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then, and then there was three fishermen that came with a car, and, and they they had surfboards, right? And then I jumped in in the road. I said, "There's a surfer here, you know." And those guys, they had a boat, I had a map, and and I told them, "Look, I, I think in these islands there's really good waves." And they told me, "Okay, we have the boat, so let's go." Right. And then things happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So on that trip,
0: then, so basically, you. I'm just so interested in, in you know you saying you made a lot of mistakes. So essentially you you know, you 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 work it out, you look in where you wanna go, you find the location before you leave, and then you're literally just booking a ticket and working out the best way of getting there. And obviously in Alaska that's gonna be probably quite difficult. <laughs> so you're leaving so much to chance. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Because obviously if you don't meet three guys with a boat, it's probably gonna be quite tricky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing, but I I I think I could I could uh, do that better. For <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because I'm I'm still doing it. I'm going now to Liberia and I don't know how I'm gonna get to yeah to those places. But at the end in my experience, also the fire you have inside, I know I know this is this is a little bit leave it to the to the to the the fate. Yeah, to the fate, no. Yeah. But at the end I'm looking back and many times I I, I had this Casualties. I met these people, these fishermen. Yeah. Or this guy that helps me to and 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 many times things go on the right way. So yeah. So now I have I have that um that security on myself that things are gonna go on the right way and may I may get to, to this place now in Sierra Leona.
0: So you almost like grow trust in the in the in the chance. Like yeah. the fact that you are putting yourself in a position you, you start to trust it more that yeah. it's actually going to be okay. Yeah, and, I and you learn that as the more you do it.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that uh, like if you put yourself in in the yeah in the place where luck is close to you, no? Yeah. Then things happen, and I also believe a lot in the in intuition. In, intuition. Intuition. Yeah. yeah. That it's it's a it's a way in it's intelligence that it's not very. Um, Value it in these days but i think i think it works really well no
0: as in like a human intuition like in in, in, in like the people that you meet and the decisions that you make
1: yeah i mean it's a little bit in surfing it happens to when you surf a lot a lot yeah then you get to all that experience you have you get to know what's gonna happen on the third wave yeah and then you start moving That way, because something tells you that the wave is going to move that way, and then it happens. Yeah, yeah. And I think it happens the same traveling and with the the, with the humans. No, when you experience a lot of people, then something tells you that you don't go to this place or don't trust on this guy or or, or trust on this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because the question I was going to ask is that must work the other way as well, though, because I'm assuming that you've also had bad experiences. Like mm. you know, where you've put yourself in positions where it maybe hasn't worked out. Yeah, yeah, and so you you learn how to recognize those a bit a bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I d- definitely think that uh, that 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 was so one of the keys that I I'm I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm here and safe, you know, because I think. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a very um, important thing to to read the situations and, and learn how how the, the humanity thinks, no?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think that's one of the things that people find difficult to hmm. put them to put the trust in that because we were having a conversation yesterday about um, with Krista. And we were t- me and Le- Leonie. who was there last night. We mm-hmm. were talking about the fact we'd both been to Iran, mm-hmm. and um, and Krista, who's really well travelled. You know, she was like, "Oh, you've been there." You know, like I think even there are stories about places hmm. that 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 no matter how well travelled you are, no matter how how open to this experience that yeah. we're talking about, you are, it still can affect can affect you. And I think it. Yeah. That I think that I think there'll be people listening to this that that are probably like quite. Scared by the idea of opening themselves up to to that degree that you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it gets oh, definitely. It, 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 you need some commit, no. Yeah. And you don't know what's gonna happen, actually, no. But I I think you like if you want to travel like this, there's a part of of that unknown that that it 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 calls you. Yeah. To do it, no. Yeah. It's well, a contradiction, no. But because. Because why would you do it if you don't know if it's gonna go right, no? But that's that's part of the of the human being too. Not not these days with the technology, but always, no, always thinking what's next, no.
0: The curiosity. Yeah, the curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's why yeah. humans. L- colonize the world i mean that's that's the thing that's isn't the it thing, yeah. you know like that's that desire
1: to to explore to yeah. travel is it like you say it's a very human that's it, impulse yeah. isn't it yeah really and there's there's people that they have more more fire into that and there's people that less and I, yeah and it's f- f- both are fine but and but i i really uh look look and i i i appreciate a lot the people that Goes a little bit out of of their limits, no? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So w- did you always have this well, when you were younger, or did it come from from the experience of traveling with surfing?
1: I think I think it comes along with the Basque personality too. Like yeah, right. Yeah, uh, we have always been like uh, big travelers. Yeah. And looking to the sea because we have big mountains behind, so Basque country has been always very connected to the, to this traveling to. To the distant source, no.
0: Yeah, like as a historically as a yeah. as a, like a seafaring group of people, basically. That's it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and also in my family, my dad and mum has been uh, very inspir- inspirational because they always, my mum especially, uh, always said whatever you you want to do, just go and do it, you know. And uh, she she's not been one of those very protected. I mean, he she is protected, but yeah, protecting, but always had very clear vision of like life it's it's very like it's short and this is uh, like uh, we many times we heard this no but to uh, really uh, th- like have it inside yeah it's not that easy as my mom does so my mom always said do you like surfing do you like to go do whatever you like go you know I'm yeah. happy to see you happy you know? no you're right
0: because you yeah. need those role models well it yep. sounds like two things in your case like the the role models of like your your family your brothers your mum, your dad who inspired you and gave you the freedom yep. to do it but also the cultural yeah the cultural kind of heritage of, yep. of the Basque country as mm-hmm. well because that that's so fascinating i think just the the Basque nation is it's a real thing isn't it like that that pride that culture that history yep. you know like it's it is it feels like prob- maybe maybe more than other cultures sometimes like that. Wh- where do you think that comes from?
1: Well, uh, no one knows where the Basque the Basque country comes from. <laughs> um, it's a d- completely different language. Yeah. And and probably the Romans and the Celtics and all, all all the big civilizations they were not very interested because it's very rough the sea. Yeah. And the mountains, it's not not easy to to work the land. Yeah. So somehow. Thousands and thousands of years after the this this language that probably was spoken uh, in 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 more parts. Yeah. But that was a place where it was isolated, no? Yeah. And that's why I think uh, these days it has this personality, this unique language, and and people is also very proud of of this, no?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, quite rightly, I think, because these things, especially as we've been talking about with technology and the way that certainly western culture is, is quite the same really yeah. you know like this is one of the other things you notice from traveling as well isn't it and probably you notice this a lot from from the the, the amount of years you've been traveling and the, going back to places like you can see how this uniform culture is spreading more and more around the world hmm. so when you see when you have because it really reminds me of like Brittany, cornwall yeah um wales in the uk similar pride in that heritage and that history Mm. and that tradition yeah um feels like it becomes almost more important today
1: Uh, and it's something that people hold on to more yeah i think i think like with with the western culture we think it's universal but it's just another one eh? yeah and 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 i think it's getting over to many other cultures so once i traveling it's, it's seeing the diversity of the of the cultures is is the beautiful part no yeah and also when i go back home in the basque country i realize this is the the beauty and 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 the heritage we have no so so we i'm i'm humbly proud of of my of of my country where i come from too
2: yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so how was um patagonia then so this was the one of the other early trips that you did right so you so after um, Namibia, right? The first one. Yeah, yeah, and then Alaska, and then so and similar story. Google, Google Earth, find <laughs> find some find some spots. And had you had you um, learned from the mistakes?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> but also some really good ways, eh? And 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 also after that, I had the opportunity to go to the Antarctica with a friend of mine in. In a sailing boat. Wow. Yeah, he he told me to uh, that he was going, and he told me you you want to go here, and I said I'm going. Yeah. Then we'll find the waves or not. <laughs> yeah.
0: So where did you sail from? From the south of Argentina.
1: From the south of Argentina. What's the yeah. place called? U- U-
0: Ushuaia. I never know how to say that <laughs> place because that's like the Antarctic. Last city before Antarctica, isn't it? yeah, so that's where all the expeditions yeah. leave from and then if you gonna right see so you see so you made your way down there, and then you sailed from there, yeah, wow, that sounds amazing and
1: and it's a very interesting port because every boat uh, that uh, arrives there it has a great story, so yeah, you have meet a lot of people that they travelling the world in and then and then you have to cross the Drake, which the is the Drake passage, yeah, the passage, yeah which is very active.
0: Yeah, well, it's like the kind of notoriously one of the roughest parts of the ocean, isn't it, really?
1: I tell you, it's crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> this
0: is like the Southern Ocean, basically, isn't it, that you go going yeah. to. So how was that experience?
1: In the, and that was one month uh, on a boat. And wow. And I, I didn't get to to surf one wave. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. And, and, and one of the mistakes was that water, actually, it's under two degrees. Right. And there is ice everywhere. Yeah. And the ice doesn't leave the swell, arrive to the soil break. Right. So there's no
0: waves <laughs> Right, right. Right. <laughs> um so it's more like the experience than to, to, to see that part of the world and No,
1: the place was as soon as I arrived to Antarctica, you see that white ocean with all those animals. I mean there's, there's the wildlife it's amazing, no? Yeah. But, and and also being with my friend and another three people that i didn't know before the trips yeah right and then you spend one one month in a in a boat all the time together yeah and that can come go on the wrong way too yeah <laughs> did you have any experience of of sailing before or no never i jumped on that <laughs> boat with four people yeah. i didn't know <laughs> right and do uh, what you told yeah and and then suddenly after the trip it, some of th- of those people they become Closer friends that many other people that you know from all your life, no, because it's 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 tough, you know, it's yeah. hard, and, and it's it's a beautiful experience. So even if I didn't get the waves and I made the mistake, yeah, or, or the failure of not 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 studying, you know, the the Antarctica well, I I it's it's always worth it, you know, a trip like that, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then. Patagonia so did so this was was this the same trip or was this like a a no that was a little bit before yeah okay yeah yeah and how was that
1: that was good I mean there was many ways and very inaccessible too
0: yes I mean well it's huge isn't it as well yeah yeah
1: and also I I get to a place uh, where there was a beautiful slab that was amazing right and then and then I left the camera in the surf break, and I found myself screaming. I was, I was going <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you know, by myself in a place like that, you know. And I, I got, I got the GoPro in the, in, in the, um, in, in the mouth, and I did this little video also of three, four minutes. And then suddenly it went up in surf line that at that time was big. Yeah. And and suddenly I saw the power that you you have on a little camera. Yeah. That video that you made in iMovie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next ha- next day can can be all around the world, no? So uh, that's that's interesting in a, a scary moment in in my in my life yeah Really, what as in the power of it, like to understand, like how
0: far a story can travel?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because then then I realized, I realized, yeah. With with this telephone I have in, in my in my hand, yeah then you have a lot of power to get to a lot of people. No? Yeah. And and then and then I I started thinking on on documenting places, but you lose the power of the of the information when you leave it in the
0: Yeah. Well it's that responsibility that we're talking yeah. about as well, isn't it? Because yeah. you have to 'cause in many ways you're the filter, aren't you? Yeah. Especially when you go to these Remote places that's, that, that's, that that people don't really know. that This yeah. comes down to this responsibility that we talk yeah. about again, because you, the choices that you make, yeah. have a big impact.
1: A right? Big impact, yeah.
0: Yeah, and also on you personally as well, as, yeah. as, as as you know, somebody who's in the picture.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you expose yourself a lot, also. So yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you find that?
1: At I, at this moment. Uh, I'm I'm trying to go to places that are very very far. This one, this one we went to Angola. Uh, we thought it could be one of the best waves in the world, but on the way we were thinking. And if it's the best wave in the world, what we do? Yeah. Uh, we, we say. Don't tell w- anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Then then you start the game with that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't find anything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then the wave wasn't as good. And, and by one side we wanted the wave to be as good, but by the other side for the movie and boss matches yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah. so with the solo travel one thing I'm quite interested in because quite often when I travel on my own I find myself when I have experiences thinking god I wish I had somebody to share this with you know like do you because you do do trips on your own you do trips with friends you do you do trips with people you don't know (laughs) like and they have different they're enjoyable in different ways right hmm. you know that the, 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 that affects how you experience yeah. the moment that you're in hmm. like these different scenarios that we hmm. talk about so do you try and do you sometimes come back from a solo trip and think right the next one I'm gonna do do with a group of friends because because yeah. you, c- you want that different experience
1: yeah I mean depending on, on my on my uh, life moment eh? This time I'm going with, uh, to Liberia with Aris and Nacho, and for a moment, I, and Nacho told me maybe I, I'm not able to go. And then I said, "Okay, great. I mean, I'm going by myself." Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, then he told me, "No, no, I'm, I'm going." And, and something in my inside told me, "Great, that my friend is coming," but by the other side. I was making the idea of travelling again by myself.
0: Yeah. yeah, which you as you say you've really missed basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I definitely having having a camera with me and talking to my dad all the time to the camera. Yeah. When I'm by myself. I feel like I'm always with, with someone. Right. Okay. Because I always I always talk to my dad when I when I talk to the camera. So Ah right, really. Yeah. That's that's
0: kind of how you do it. Like is yeah. that's what you imagine to do.
1: Yeah, because I, I think it's by one side I do it. Because I, I was thinking, my dad. Yeah. And by the other side, it's also closer. You when you talk, it's also closer to, because people seems like they know you when you talk. When they see someone that is talking to them as a friend, you know. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting <laughs> because you need to find. This kind of goes back to what we we're talking about with how you how you cope with being in the picture. Yeah. you have to have an idea for that right yeah. it's kind of like doing this Yeah, You're Like quite often friends of mine listen to this and they're like you sound really different it doesn't sound like you um, <laughs> like close friends will have said to me like S- sometimes I can't really listen to it because it doesn't and I'm a bit like well but you need to find a way of of, course, of com- doing it communicate, you, know, yeah. you know like because otherwise well I think I'm sure some people just do it at face value but yeah. I, I understand what you mean like mm-hmm. you need to find that that way of approaching it right yeah yeah yeah. for it to yeah and that that makes a lot of sense because that 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 way of communicating feels quite natural for you right
1: yeah yeah for me it's like i'm I'm always talking to my dad and then it happens to me that then i have a talk in front of 200 people and they expecting you to be the one that is talking to like i was talking to to my dad yeah and now you're talking to 200 people. Yeah. And they said fuck, it's not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand that. So this next
0: trip you you've got no plans to return. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I I want to do Liberia and Sierra Leone and then and then go to Indo with my dear like friend in uh, But uh, I I want to make sure that cuz I I buy I bought the ticket Africa and I need the swell, uh, so if the swell doesn't arrive, I'm, I'm definitely going to stay until until the swell comes, because I'm not leaving that place yeah. uh, without seeing that wave.
0: <laughs> and do you have a plan for when you approach these these trips? Do you have a plan for th- the film you might make, or do you? Because sometimes I'm assuming you you know there's going to be a story in a place. Yeah. Um, and other times I imagine you just let it unfold as you discover. Hmm. Um, so th- in this case, do, do you, do you have a plan or is it just, you're going to wait and see like what, what you find? No plan.
1: There's no plan. And that's one, one of the, uh, of the things that it's so hard for us, for me to find a, f- a fi- finance on these trips because it's quite a tough pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to do this trip, eh? but yeah, but w- how are you going to do it? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah. so you, you
1: have to raise the money Per trip, is this how it goes? Uh, no, I, I have a sponsor. Yeah, I, I, I and they support. And they support, yeah. Yeah. And um, by the other side, it's the money. Sometimes it's not enough in these trips because. <laughs> yeah. So so I try to get some more money to make sure that, that I'm able to pay the fisherman to go to this spot. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it's important as well, isn't it? Yeah. To make sure that you respect those communities that you're going to meet to do that. Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of... Because it, it really makes me think about... I'm sure, again, for most people listening, like the types of trip that, that we all do, you mm. know, and how you approach it. And, and the mindfulness with which you approach it mm. is, is inspiring because it's... It's definitely, it's definitely like a more traditional... Well, like a, an old-school way of traveling, yep. isn't it? Like you say, like pre... You've kind of managed to do it in the digital era... But it is it is a bit more of an old school way of doing it. Yeah. It's quite a it's it's not that common, I don't think. Yeah, really,
2: yeah.
1: For me, it's great, you know. Like uh, this this last last trip we did in Angola, it was very far, and for a moment, it's told, told me, I wish we had the money to pay a helicopter, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then and then now I see the video of of all the trip and the and the. And the um, challenges, and the bad moments we had. Yeah. And and I think if there was a helicopter, like our our story would never happen, You know. Yeah.
0: Exactly. The in many ways the the challenges are the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's
1: yeah. I I, li- I like it like this. Like it's keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that something you can learn to to? Do you think you know? You've talked about the mistakes that you've made. um, can you learn to sort of embrace those have you found this yourself like the more you do this that when you come across these challenges things go wrong lose bags miss flights all these things that do, are you, are you, did you find that you could get better at that just embracing those challenges
1: i think so yeah i'm 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 becoming more and more est- stoic yeah yeah right that's <laughs> the word isn't it yeah and and yet yeah, like i think i i think there's things that we can't control, but in in trips it reflects life too, no? Yeah. Because it is things all the time that you think you control in life, but then there's suddenly something that that it's not in your hands and happens, no? And and I think this kind of trips also show you that that things can go wrong in in one moment and there's nothing you can do. So it's it's in your mental. Um, uh approach yeah. You know, what like how you gonna manage uh that situation also no? i think i think that's yeah that's actually one of the biggest le- lessons i had in in these trips Yeah.
0: yeah yeah and it's like you say it's an it's a lesson for life isn't it yeah not just not just this something you can use in yeah. all areas yeah, yeah.
1: it's, it's a, a trip like that it's a lesson for life eh? and, and that's why also i like traveling by myself because you go to these places and you find ways but you also find people and then and then you get to love and have a family in the place you're going yeah and then when you leave you have to say goodbye to all these people and that reflects exactly exactly what what life is no yeah
0: yeah yeah it's a good metaphor <laughs> for the way it is yeah it's yeah. A, it's
1: a metaphor like a, a solo trip it's, it's a metaphor of of life yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, well, thanks, Keppa. We did it. We finally did it. We, yeah. Um, we, w- I've been, I keep looking at the recorder because I'm like, please don't fuck up. Because we, we, did one a year ago, didn't we? Innit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, what's your plan for the rest of? Are you, you going to head home today or?
1: I think I'm going surfing right now.
0: Oh, you, did you have a look? How's it
1: look? I don't know, but I feel like, I, I you know, I, we had a, a few drinks yesterday. My head is a little bit like that. Yeah. So it's, it's always good to get wet. <laughs> we we woke up this morning a bit like, wow. Yeah. That's,
0: yeah. And I think we were, certainly I was 20 years too old for that bar we ended up in. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. So there you go. That was me and Kappa, and I hope you enjoyed it. Me and Owen spent the loveliest mellow day with Kappa while we recorded that episode. Um it was a Saturday, it was the tail end of the heat wave and we were all pretty hungover because it was the night after we did the live uh show and I think everyone went out and got shit faced, to be honest, after that. Um so that was going on. But you know, it was one of those quite nice bimbly hungover days. So we did the episode in the morning. We then headed to our mate Darren's pie shop in Les for lunch. I can recommend Darren's Aussie meat pie, acai bowl combo. A meal which to me epitomizes the, shall we say, unique cross-cultural surfing ecosystem in Hosegore. Then we headed back to the house to hang out and Kappa hung around all day, waiting for, the, waiting for the right tide and wind so we could shoot with Owen for the podcast and the zine we're making about this trip. Then he tried to buy us dinner, but we insisted on paying. We had a lovely dinner on the beach. And then he checked the forecast, saw that Mundaka was going to be on and headed back to Spain that night. Like I say, total legend. And I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. So Housekeeping Corner. And we've been receiving applications for the DB Looking Sideways Fund. I did warn you I was going to be talking about this quite a lot. To bring you up to speed, myself and my friends at DB have launched a fund to try and find the next generations of creative who are looking for a way into the industry. Whether you're a photographer, a writer, a podcaster, a journalist, a filmmaker, an artist or whatever, we try to find and mentor the next generation of creatives who've got a story to tell and we wanna help them get their project out there. This summer, we're picking two winners. We're offering them cash, mentoring, help getting the finished project out into the world and a chance to appear on this very podcast to talk about it. You can find full details on this link dbjourney.com forward slash pages forward slash db dash fund. Rolls off the tongue, eh, that. that. Um, incidentally, like I say, people have been entering and there was this quite weird automated thing that was happening where people were getting a reply that was saying that the fund was only for ambassadors. That's not true. And I did uh, crack crack the whip a bit with the db boys and they've sorted that one out. Um So we've not officially launched yet. I think at the time of recording, this is the 30th of June. um, We officially launch next week, but I've been chatting about it here and there, and we've had some entries, like I say, and some of them are really good. Some of them are not quite so good. I think my main takeaway at this stage is that people really, really need help with learning how to pitch an idea effectively. Allow me to draw your attention to my article on my Substack page, called 10 things I've learned about freelancing there's an entire bit on that about how to pitch an idea um, because a large percentage of the applications so far which I think we did expect are basically hey everyone I want to go surfing/ snowboarding slash skateboarding somewhere really cool with my mates please give me five grand I mean that's a laudable goal um, and God knows I've pretty much based my career around that similar um, ambition. But you've got to wrap it up into something compelling. You know, we're looking for a story, first and foremost. We want something unusual, unique, a perspective on the world, a tale that needs to tell. Ideally, we're looking for something that's not the usual, shall we say, uh, demographic that gets to participate in this world. We're looking for... A diversity of stories and a diversity of applicants. If that involves a dream trip, that is a bonus, obviously, but there's got to be a reason why, as one of my favorite recent podcasts put it. So keep them coming. Um, And if you want to share the fund to help get as many eyes on it as possible, that would be great. If you've got questions, then you can talk to me. As I mentioned the other day, I started an open thread on my Substack page asking for people to introduce themselves. And there's already a really great conversation going on over there. You can ask me questions on that. There's a post about the fund on that Substack page. You can comment and ask me a question there. I will answer. I'm answering every every single bit of um, communication that I'm receiving on the Substack page. So uh, what you know, get over there and have a word. Anyway, in response to the open thread, I did receive a really humbling and lovely email from a listener in Western Australia. Um, who said, as you'll see, like, you know, I'm not into the open threads, so I've emailed you. This pretty much made my year, which is why I'm going to read it out. Mike writes, Evening Matt, got your latest newsletter and your call out for us listeners. Not much of a social media or open thread person, so I thought I'd drop you a line via email. Really, I just wanted to say a big thank you. Your podcast is a bastion of calm, a place where I can dislocate my thoughts through your conversations, and their meandering pathways to find a sense of peace, even, dare I say, hope. As I listen to stories from folks out there doing what's important to them, their communities, and to this community, it always makes me look outwards to beyond what is in front of me. It's always good to adjust your perspective to see what is beyond your immediate horizon and the ramblings in your own head. So it's not an understatement on my part to say that it's been an incredible gift for me in the last few years and I reckon for many others as well. I think the best episode for me has been Cairo Foster. I felt a real connection with that one. Oh, and Lucy Small plus Shannon Galpin on the Type 2 podcast. I'm not going to suggest any person for you as part of the charm of it all is the surprise and discovery of listening to people's stories that I'd not heard about. It really does pay homage to the cliche about walking in other's shoes. Anyway, cheers for what you've created and thank you from the other side of the world here in Western Australia. Take care. Mike, how lovely is that? That really did put a spring in my step. So thanks, Mike. And thank you to everyone who gets in touch. And thanks to everyone on the open thread who's taking the time to contribute, give me feedback. Some actually really interesting feedback, um, which I'm definitely going to take on board. To put forward guest suggestions and generally just to get involved. You should join them. Hard sell over. Alright, that's it for this week. I'll be back soon with another episode, but in the meantime, nice one.